sure you'll be back again for my regulars welcome back appreciate you we've come a long way we're moving we're moving swiftly you know how we do on here we only have the best you only have the most passionate people the people that really have a story and really have a lot of great things to say now just uh i think it was about a week ago i did a I did a table set up at a, a poetry reading at a poetry night and you know i met some great great people but there was a gentleman i met his name is amen who we just had an incredible dialogue and you know i had to have him on the show because there were so many things you could just you know when you get a chance to meet people and you feel their energy and you're like man he's got some great things to say so i invite him on the show and i'm i'm glad to have him on have him on so amen what's up man hey glad to be on glad to have you glad to have you now the 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 thing the organization that you represent it's called them t-h-a and the Healing Arts Network. Now, that name, there have been tons of people on this show, all right, that are all about, I actually have an episode titled Healing Yourself and Arts and having a real way of, of how you can heal yourself throughout all this stuff that we go through in life. Can you just talk about, first of all, kind of give us a little bit about your background, a quick introduction, but then talk a little bit about your involvement with the Healing Arts Network and how, how that came about. Okay, great. Um, well, a little bit about my background, um, 30 years old, grew up in the South Florida area and experienced, you know, quite a few things as far as, um, healing and health is concerned. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I've, I've gotten the flus, I've gotten sick just like everybody else. And, you know, it's interesting because we're in a time now where health is like one of the main conversations where it, it used to be something that people didn't really know much about. And so um, my life and my experiences have led me up to this point through trial and error mm. all the way up until the point to where, you know, I, I'm kind of along the lines of a food scientist. Yeah. You know, as in, I believe in using food to be our medicine and medicine to be our food. Wow. So um, that's a little bit about where my now, mind how, like, is. Like, can you kind of elaborate on that though? Cause I've, I've heard of nutrigenomics and, you know, using nutrition as a way of, of making sure instead of putting all this medicine in your body, I think for the listeners, they'd love to hear, especially me, like when you say food for your like healing, can you elaborate a little bit? Okay. So, um, 
basically, um, I look at the the things that we eat as, you know, it's either going to help build you and maintain you and give you the mm-hmm. energy you need and make you feel good and keep you in balance. And if you are eating things that are not for the human body, then you will put yourself out of balance. So it's, um, you know, me and my circle, we basically see the answer to any problems that you have is basically what puts you in the situation. It's your mouth. So, <laughs> you know. Amen to that. It's a lot more to it, you know, but that, that'll be, that'll probably take this dialogue to you know into the two hour <laughs> <laughs> right 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 exactly and that that we don't it's not that we're against that but we we care about you listeners and we appreciate you tuning in so we won't do that to you at the end of this show we'll put his show notes in and there'll be a way of contacting him and all that good stuff so anyway you know the the healing arts network though can you just kind of talk a little bit about you know what what kinds of things like other than the nutrition I know that you guys do a lot of just a lot of collaborative events and things of that nature. You know, how did you, how does all that stuff kind of come about? Uh, That came about because I met the sister Rira and um, we were more dealing along the lines of our mindsets Um, and come to find out she was also living a similar lifestyle at the time. She was just um, what people call a raw foodist. And um, that was one of the many things we had in common. But I, I used to, another thing about me, I used to write rap music when I was younger. And um, I've always been into words and wordplay. Mm-hmm. And her being into poetry and me being into wordplay, that was another thing that we um, found in common and um, I actually like wanted to promote these the, the educational side of this to the general public or to our people you know our people in the general public yeah. and especially the children and um, she already has gotten started with creating a platform that children can and our people in general can come and express themselves um poetically yes but uh some people think poetry is limited to just the haikus and stuff like that but i also actively look for people that you know they write lyrics as in um like a rapper and we're open to have people perform as dancers if they want to, to play instruments. Um, but we just, uh, we're not limiting what type of talent and what type of vibes we can bring to our people. You know, it can be about the nutrition, the health. It could be about the music. You know, there's something that we call sound therapy, which mm-hmm. is also that's also healing. Um, and therapy comes, you know, healing can come in many types of ways. You can be healed by usage of uh, smelling, 
things. They call it aromatherapy. Yeah, uh, actually, I did a, uh, I did a meditation. Actually, before yeah, that Saturday before the event, I did a medit a beach meditation. Shout out to Danny. Uh, we did a beach meditation uh, in Boca, and she had the aromatherapy. She put the thing where we rub it on our wrists, and everybody smelled it. That definitely works, just to put the bad energy and the bad vibes away. You know. Mm -hmm. So um, we just, we both on the similar paths of, um, of course, first and foremost, we, we're we very practical. So uh, a lot of these things I talk to you about, I've done on myself, mm -hmm. you know, and I take it to people that are open to receive and, you know, I do it on other people and, um, but we just, uh, we wanted to make it a community type of thing and she's already gotten her platform started. So rather than me create another one, you know, I, I like to build with brothers and sisters that are already doing it too, right. because I have my own personal things that I into besides um, the healing and the, um, the health and, you know, I'm I'm also into science in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I got into the field uh, working with electricity. I do electrical work uh, because I just wanted to get experience dealing with different elements. So definitely, and and but what? So what do you tell people the, let's say there's people that are listening in that are, are very interested in what you're doing, but it sounds like, you know, they're not as into meditation or, or they look at people that are into this kind of work as kind of weird. How do you, when you say you make it practical, what are some of the things you do to make it practical for people to just understand it's not, it's not anything weird. It's just you kind of heal, you know, practicing healing yourself in, in ways to, to help yourself. Mm. Well, I just, um, a lot of times people might not be interested in it initially, right? but you don't have to really, you don't really have to sell it because either you're going to be interested in it now or you're going to be interested in it later, you know, with, uh, with things like, let's say, let's say, for example, you cut on the TV and you see that there's crime going on, it, it may not interest you initially, but when somebody breaks into your car, now you say, okay, well, this is hit home. Oh, man. You know, this, wow. is, this is in my neighborhood now. So yeah. if we're we talking about health or healing or, you know, people don't care initially sometimes, but then they come back to me later when they have questions, when they're sick, or when somebody around them is dealing with issues or they just want to challenge me, <laughs> you know, right. they want to challenge my knowledge or whatever I said that they might've disagreed with, or, you know, some people, like you said, if they're bored, they're looking for entertainment. So, um, feeling good is, you know, feeling good is exciting. So if I could give you some information that'll help you feel better, you know, you need the energy. If you want to go party or you want something really exciting and stimulating, you need energy for that. 
It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> you know, you can't yeah. dance. You can't dance, sing, play video games, none of that. You need energy. So if I could give you something, and I'm not talking about a pill, mm-hmm. or, you know, some some instant, but I can give you stuff that does work that fast, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but it's up to you if you want to be open-minded or... You know, if, you, if you're satisfied with whatever results you have in your life, I'm not like a, uh, I'm not like a missionary where I have to go around pushing this on people. Some people, some people call me three years later and say, "Hey, man, tell me again about those teas <laughs> you're talking about." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell well, the, the reason I ask though is because I'm I'm a part of a health and wellness company myself and. <laughs> I think that that's been the biggest, like that's been the most challenging aspect is challenging those, those people that want to pay like a doctor or pay some subscription. And like, there was one guy, he takes 40 supplements a day, 40 different pills a day. And he still wouldn't listen to a lot of things I was saying in terms of how to exercise and heal yourself and things like that. So that's why I figured, you know, Hey, it, it is not an easy it's not easy to get people involved, you know, it's not easy to get people to take accountability to eat right and things like that, because that's just not something that is on their priority list until, like you said, they, their car gets breaking into, or they have a health issue or they have something Mm -hmm. that's happened. And now, okay. Oh shit. It's, it's important now. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, um, one of the things that I found that was extremely important for me, as far as that goes, is mm-hmm. just having patience with people because a lot of our people are they're mentally sick in a sense of they've been traumatized to respond to life situations in those ways where they'll become addicted to like you said, you know, if somebody's taking forty supplements a day, that sounds like an addiction to me. Yeah. You know, I can't think of anything I'd like to put in my body 40 times a day. I wouldn't listen to a song 40 times a day. And what's sad about it is he he was actually a distributor for a different health and wellness company. And he was actually recommending stuff to other people. So, like, he's high up on a certain company, like, works with doctors and lab reports and things like that. So he's doing it and then he's instructing others to do the same thing which is what even like what really got me interested in what you guys are doing, because that's scary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That he's yeah. actually one of the people that's high up and pushing product. Yeah. Um, I just have patience with people. And one of the things, you know, you'll find in business is you got to have a target audience. Yeah. So you, you're not targeting people that don't want to receive the message, unless you're going to be scientific about it, meaning you're going to investigate the dynamics, the detail. Let's say, let's use this guy, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I would inquire certain things from him and get enough detail to where I can approach him in a different manner, because obviously my first approach or second approach, it was not penetrating you know so how how can i penetrate the mind and the heart and the spirit of this person right um so i would ask them questions you know i would ask them all kind of questions not just about 
what the the act that he's doing. I would ask him about his background. You know, when maybe, for example, you know, when is the first time you saw somebody take pills? And you never know. That could lead into a backstory of him watching somebody else be addicted to pills. You know, right. so that's the the psychological side of it. You know, you mm-hmm. you dealing with people. I deal with a lot of people on a health tip, just like a person who is who would be dealing with a recovering drug addict would. You know, you got to mm-hmm. do investigation because our people are traumatized to the point. You know, I could say they sick in the head. This is what Western society has bred. A bunch of consumers, people, you know, some Oof, people would Amen. To, amen to that, brother. <laughs> a lot so, um, too many yeah, too many consumers. Too many. Yeah. So addicts, you know, and not to call him an addict, but you gotta call it what it is. You gotta call him that. You gotta call him that. You have to approach and people people who you want to um get interested like some people are addicted to stimulation this is a hyper stimulating society so you have to know how to reach them in a way just like you teach in children some children learn by audio some children learn better i mean better by audio better by video some people some children learn better by hands-on so you got to really scientifically dissect people to really learn what makes them tick and then you can start planting your seeds that'll grow over time absolutely absolutely man that that's that's really good advice and it kind of leads me into the next point that that i want to talk to you about because this was brought up at the at the poetry night uh she she asked about some of our african-american the, like some of the most influential African-American people that have kind of touched your life and made it so, you know, you're able to walk or just take a different path. I, because I was a vendor, I felt kind of bad. I didn't want to hog the mic, but my, my, what I wanted to say was Muhammad Ali, you know, because he, because of him, it's, I'm able to do a lot of the work I'm doing now when it comes to working with the athletes and, you know, creating a boxing curriculum, things of that nature. But with that, I kind of want to pass it to you because I loved, I loved what you were saying. So if you can kind of repeat or fill the listeners in on on some of the African-American males, females that have had an influence on you. So um, first, the first person that I named was Elijah Muhammad. Yeah. Who was actually Muhammad Ali's teacher. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, that's I think that's what kind of made me because I was thinking of it, and then you said I was like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it should be, Ali. <laughs> um, Elijah Muhammad. Uh, and by the way, these brothers, um, when you got into their classes and got into their higher circles, you know, they eventually stopped calling themselves African Americans. As in, um, you know, these these brothers refer to themselves as uh, Asiatic black men, the original, mm-hmm. the original man of the planet. And um, at one point in time, 
these are the teachings of the nation under Elijah. So I'm just talking about mm. their their perspective because you have different uh, different people that have different time frames. So some of these brothers called themselves Moors, um, and uh, they they would have Moorish names. For example, Malcolm X. He changed his name to, um, I believe it was Al Haj Malik. Yeah, Malik Shabazz. Yeah, Shabazz. Yeah. Al so, yeah, the term L is a Moorish term. He took on a Moorish name. Um, but anyway, uh, Elijah Muhammad, he wrote a book called Message to the Black Man in North America. And, um, it was a very powerful book at that time. The people that did come across that book, you know, no doubt until this day, everybody agrees that it was a very profound and life changing, but he influenced, um, he influenced people like Dr. Sabi, somebody you might know in present time. Mm-hmm. You know, he influenced Dr. Sabi. Dr. Sabi was under Elijah Muhammad too. So um, this was a brother that taught black men, basically, um, he raised the minds of people from the dead, you know, for for black men that were out here, uh, like Malcolm X, that were gambling, pimping Mm -hmm. women, Mm -hmm. uh, getting into all kind of degenerate activity, eating anything, you know, eating all types of pork and stuff that makes you sick. Right. Um, Elijah Muhammad taught brothers how to carry themselves like gods, you know, how to eat healthy, how to um, increase their vocabulary and increase their way of thinking, how to, you know, study mm-hmm. and be students and read, how to defend themselves, their community, how to love being original men, how to love their melanated skin. Right. You know, he, he taught all these things in a time that, uh, you know, in that time people were being hung from trees, even in, right. even until today, but simply for the color of your skin. And a lot of people didn't want to be that, you know, a lot of people didn't want to be black. Right. <laughs> You know, being black yeah. gets you from a tree. <laughs> so right, and, and and that's what I love about his tea is that, you know, everybody has their style of leading, but you know, with with men like him, there was an example that I still think we we need to this day is that we got to build up our own coalitions. We got to start building up stuff together and start being proud of the things we got. It's like I just posted that posted it this morning. Is we got to recycle that black dollar. Because when we recycle that black dollar, there's a sense of pride that makes it so we we attracting people, you know, and, and we just don't have enough of that. Like, there's just not enough. I think now said the rhetoric of Dr. King ain't just sitting around no more. So I don't mean to cut you off. Just when people really start talking about language, <laughs> I start going on tangents. But go ahead, man. <laughs> you just talking some good stuff. Good. Nah, it's, it's great, man. We, we building, you know, and if I cut you off for um. <laughs> I don't mean to be disrespectful to, to your platform at all. Um, and if I disagree with you, you know, I, right. I don't have any malice intent. Um, but 
Elijah, speaking of recycling the black dollar, Elijah Muhammad also had a economic plan that um, it was very powerful, man, in the nation of Islam back in the early up to the mid 90s acquired a lot of land. They acquired a lot of farmland that they would feed their people with naturally organic grown crops. And um, he he was very big on, you know, having your own businesses and creating your own goods to sell to your people. And a lot of these Muslims, you know, they acquired wealth and they're good and their families are good up until this day, you know. So uh, as far as the economic plan, man, that's the message to the black man in America goes into a little detail and, you know, if people do want to get an idea about it, they can go there and read that, you know. Um, name, oh, what's ahead. the name of the book again? It's called The Message to the Black Man. The Message by Elijah Muhammad. Okay, I got it. Definitely on my list for sure. I, I actually read, I was, it's funny because I just did an episode where I was talking about the autobiography of Malcolm X by Alex Haley. And I was I was just kind of, you know, a lot of times on this show, I do a lot of solo episodes. So I was just talking a little bit about my biggest takeaway from that book was when he was in prison and he would read book after book after book after book. And that was when he was able to grow. And that was when he was able to figure out how to really create pride and understand that knowledge of self is the most important thing that we can have. You know, we have to really have that peace, inner peace to go out and make some great, great things happen. And it's still true to this day. Doesn't matter, you know, what you think you do or who you think you are, how much money you got. None of that shit matters. It's like you really got to have some real self-knowledge to to have a, a solid foundation and then go out and do so many of the things that we try to do. <clears throat> I'm glad you brought that up because right. that that's the truth, man. Before you get started on anything, um, the knowledge itself is the place to start. That's that's the the journey you want to embark on. And when when we say the journey or the place to start, what I mean by that is is some basic things you could do. You know, you can find out where your elders are from, where your parents, your grandparents are from. Mm -hmm. um, where were they born? Where were their parents and grandparents from? What languages did they speak? Um, what were any accomplishments they may have made in their lifetime? What were qualities about them that were good or bad? What were they known for? What type of work they did? Where mm -hmm. did they, you know, if they migrated, when did they migrate? You know, around what time? <clears throat> and that'll be a good place to start because you get your genetics from your elders. You get not just your, and, and the sister Rira says this quite often is you get not just your looks from your elders, but you get these genetic traits from them as well, your DNA. Mm -hmm. You know, comes from your parents, grandparents, great grandparents, and great 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 grandparents. 
know. Right. And and that well that kind of leads me into the the next point I want to talk to you about is with groove therapy, what can you just kind of tell people what's next, you know, what they can be expecting coming down the pipeline. I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but just to kind of give them a refresher, because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that, that want to connect with you and Rira and just kind of be a part of, of what you guys got going on. Well, the, uh, the aim for groove therapy, as we spoke about at our last event, is to um, bring edutainment to our people. It's uh, like I say, you know, we know we live in a world where people, they are on the plantation a lot. You know, a lot of our people are overworked and they are, um, you know, tired of the same monotony of all these things that they didn't ask to be a part of. You know, it, it to some people, they may not describe it in this word. But it's it's like a you know like they're on a corporate plantation or you know modern day slavery where you working to pay rent and working to live you know so a lot of people look for uh, instant relief and so we have the part of the economy that is very wealthy it's multi-billions of dollars in entertainment because people want relief people want to relax their minds and their bodies so um and with that you know some people are they're not entertained by education some people are bored so what we try to do is we try to edutain people you know where we educate them in the process of the entertainment. So for those that are looking for entertainment from poetry, from, uh, you know, gathering with their brothers and sisters, we bring that to them, but we also bring a message to our people. And what you can look for down the pipeline would be, uh, of course, a growth and expansion of our location. You know, we do plan on getting a bigger location. Um, and it has a very, very good look, a very good decoration and theme to it now. But we plan to switch it up and have it looking even better. Um, we also plan to have new up-and-coming poets. You know, some poets that we may not have introduced yet. You know, and um, poets with different messages that can advance our people, stimulate their minds, bodies, and souls, um, possibly their genitals. <laughs> oh yes, because <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a oh, we have different um, themes for our poetry and we have mm -hmm. uh, sensual, we have sensual seditions for men and women and we'll have those around February you know around the Valentine's perfect timing yeah yeah I was just about yeah. to say perfect date night take your <laughs> take your significant others out there for sure appreciate that yeah. you better expect you better expect me with one for sure for yeah <laughs> so we have those we have the um, you know of course we just had the black history all year long which I think we might have to change that to our story and not his story. <laughs> but uh, we're going to have 
like I said, more people going to be doing different things, not just poetry. We're going to have people um, doing all types of whatever their talents are, dancing, singing. Um, we're going to have the children in there, you know, because we definitely, this is a family-friendly thing. Right. You know, it's not just for the adults. It's not just for the men or for the women. A lot of people think that poetry is something that women are more so, so into, unbeknownst. Right. You know, I talk to a lot of brothers. I try to get the rappers to come out, and the first thing they say is, you know, oh, oh it'd be a lot of women in there, or that's for yeah. men. Like, right. Nah, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can see, see us brothers yeah. saying that for sure. Yeah, and so the children are definitely invited to come and perform. There's it's some children out there with some talent, man, and we want to yeah. get them you know give them a platform where they can show off mm-hmm. and um, you know they can have a build a portfolio you know yep. they can have that in their little portfolio it's like I performed here I performed there I performed that mm-hmm. group there right that would be my niece would love it she has a, she sells her own candles she's turned she just turned 12 and she already has her own candles that she's selling so Definitely gotta gotta stay in touch with that. Let me know when you guys ready for a motivational speaker. I am in. Just hit me up. I am one phone call away, my man. Uh, before okay. I let you get out of here, before I let you get out of here, though, I just um, how can people get in touch with you and keep up with your journey and all that stuff? You can go ahead and put all that out there. Okay. Um, you can reach if you want to reach me. Um, and it it could be me or Rira. Um, as of now. We basically call the shots with uh, the Healing Arts Network, and um, she has Trinity Holistic as well. That's more so centered on the health and nutrition and wellness side. Um, as far as group therapy goes, you can go to Rerise website if you want to become a vendor or if you want to perform, um, which is www.reramagicim.com it's r-e-r-a-m-a-g-i-c-i-a-m reramagicim and uh there if you i believe it's at the bottom i'm not completely sure i don't have it in front of me don't quote I'll, me. I, I can include it <laughs> in the show notes um you can you can reach uh, you can fill out an application there. Um, you can reach us at the Healing Arts Network on Instagram. And I don't have the name in front of me. Forgive me. But we totally have... We have well, yeah, like, we'll, we'll put it all in the show notes. We, have, um, we generally have somebody else operating that for us right now. So... Um, and sometimes she does the operation uh, personally. So you can also reach, you can reach me at the I'm in Rira on Facebook. Our Facebook name is I'm in Rira. And um, if you type in I'm in Rira or more union fashion, our page will come up. That's our page that's dealing with um, something that we bring in in the future as well. 
which is going to be on the fashion side, starting off with women, but then it will expand to the men. So um, I'm also Vidal Castro on Facebook. That's my personal page, but people can inbox me there as well. That's Vidal or Fid- How do you spell it? It's V-I-D-E-L, Vidal. All right, Vidal Castro. Castro, yeah. So um, the L is also, you know, like uh, L. Hodge, Malik Shabazz, Vidal. All right. My man, my man. Hey, I'm going to appreciate you jumping on, man. This was great. We going to heal a lot of folks with this episode. And again, more specifically targeting, talking to our people. It's important that we really come together, put our minds together and create magic because we got to leave the world better than we left it. There's kids coming up, kids going through a lot of shit, and, and it's up to us to kind of keep things intact, especially with this mess that has gone on now more than ever. We got to make sure we are, are coming together and, and making it a better place. So, again, appreciate you jumping on. Fellow hey, teammates. Man. Oh, you going to say something? No, I saying amen. Amen. Amen, my man. All right, <laughs> fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. Yeah, election time's coming. Who you gonna vote for? Yeah, if I was president. I get elected on Friday, assassinated on Saturday, buried on Sunday, they go back to work on Monday. If I was president, if I was president, if I was president, yeah. Instead of spending billions on the war, I can use that money so I can feed the poor. Cause I know some so poor When it rains that's when they shower Scream and fight the power That's when the vulture devours If I was president I get elected on Friday Assassinated on Saturday Buried on Sunday They go back to work on Monday If I was president If I was president If I was president, yeah. I know some soldiers that sleep but they can't dream. Wake up with screams. Sounds of M16. So take this medal of honor for your bravery. I wish you the best kid. You and your family. If I was president, I get elected on Friday. Assassinated on Saturday, buried on Sunday. They go back to work on Monday. If I was president, if I was president, if I was president. But the radio won't play this. They call it rebel music. How can you refuse it? Children of Moses, telling children the truth. Truth. It's not all that bling that's oh. diamond. Yeah. Tell them the truth, the truth. Most of y'all wear cubic zirconia. Tell now. them the truth, 
the truth, yeah. Your soul is worth more yeah. than diamonds. If I was president. All blacks that have reparation, no segregation, feed the nation so there's no famine. Muslims use Christians with all whole hands every week on the beach. Party by the sand, word up. Take trips on Air Force One. Don't need to bring the homeless with no sneaks to Air Force One. Better schools in the hood, better teachers for the classes. Making money, paying no tax. Find the best scientists, tell them come up with an answer. I want the cure for AIDS and cancer. But I gotta watch my back. Snipers on the hill with the steel, waiting to chill. Let's go. 